Welcome to the Milestones Podcast, where we engage, inform, and encourage parents in strategic moments in their families' lives. Whether your family is close to the Lord or far away, this conversation is for you. All right, well, welcome back to the GFBC Family Milestone Podcast, and we are honored to be here with you. Uh, this is Ryan. We've also got Beth here. Beth, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. There you go. We also got <laughs> Phil Jones. Hello. Hello, hello. And Miss Kelly. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. The three of us, Beth, myself, and Kelly, are honored to be in here with Phil Jones. We're excited for this, but also excited to be with you all, you guys, as we are talking about anxieties and fears that kids go through, but here to help you parents overcome those. So honored to walk with you guys because, you know, a milestone a kid could be facing in their time in this life is when they kind of graduate from preschool to children's ministry and they start to see new things and experience new things, whether it's at school or at church or at home or just in life in general. Uh, but kids face things all throughout their life, anxieties and fears that they go through, not just in elementary, but even those families that have kids in middle school, high school, getting ready to head off to college. So hopefully we can share with you guys ways to overcome some of these anxieties and fears. So um, let's just kind of start, um, you know, here's kind of the question that we get a lot in children's ministry and, and how can we help or explain why their kid might be feeling or reacting this way. But hey, I'm bringing my kid to, to church. I'm ready to drop them off so me and the family can go to uh, worship, but my kid won't go in the class and uh, or they won't go in the theater. So um, why is that? How can we kind of help families understand maybe children's thoughts or what they might feeling or facing when they just won't go in the door? I think a lot of that stems from bringing them from earlier on. Mm -hmm. Um if you start bringing them when they're babies, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about this in parent baby education, but it's true. If you start bringing them when they're babies, they make friends in the toddler group, in the two-year-old group, in the three-year-old group, in yeah. the four-year-old group. Then when they move downstairs, it's not such a drastic change because they've mm -hmm. been with these children the yep. whole time. And one thing we do try to do in preschool is we try to keep the groups together. So if there's three classes of three-year-olds... Mm -hmm. Say you're in three-year-old A, you're going to move up to four-year-old A. So you'll be with the same kids that you were with the yeah. whole time. It might change from year to year. You know, you might have people leave. You might have new people come. But for the most part, you're surrounded by people you've been with all along. That's right. And it's so much easier when you start bringing them consistently. Sure. You come once a month, and then you're starting all over the next time they come. Sure. So. I think if the keys for me, bring them consistently mm -hmm. and start bringing them young. And I think that helps them feel safe and secure when they're yes. here a lot or start early. So any other maybe reasons, Kelly or, or Phil? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I completely agree with Beth. If you bring them consistently, they feel comfortable there. Um, also, I think that they – it's – especially when they come downstairs. They're very new. Everything's new. All the mm -hmm. teachers are new. The rooms are all new. And so it can bring some anxiety into that. So I think a lot of times what helps is talking to your child before they get there. Sure. Talk about it during the week. Yeah. You know, on Sunday, you're going to go to a new class. You'll still have your same friends, but you'll be in a new room and you'll have a new teacher and you'll be learning new things because you've gotten so big and just encouraging them in that way, sure. rather than saying, I know you're shy, I know you're scared, because that really only reinforces those negative feelings sure. that the child is having. And Absolutely. you need to talk about it in a very positive manner. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Anything else to add there, Phil? Um, I would think also that with the dynamic of the home today, sure, that most children spend most of their time either in school, daycares. Yes. And so they're away from the parents That's most true. of the week. Sure. And so when Sunday rolls around, uh, children may think that Sunday is the day that I can spend with mom and dad. Yes, sir. Sure. And so that might add to the dilemma. And Absolutely. so it might be of benefit to know each child a little bit more as far as, and I'm not saying we don't. Sure. sure we do a good job of that. Sure. But that's probably a factor as that's well. That's true. That Absolutely. they've been away all week. And so... This is the one time when I want to cling to mom and dad. That's right. I really don't get the opportunity, but I agree with Kelly that uh, the more time you spend on the front end preparing them for that. Yes, sir. Then when that experience presents itself, uh, they've had uh, the processing, uh, the understanding. And so it might, I'm not saying it's going to completely solve everything, but it sure go a whole long way. It kind of helps their mind prepare and everything. Absolutely. So speaking of that, Phil, and you kind of being our, our resident counselor, and, and you do a great job of that, maybe can you share with us and just the families, what are maybe some uh, anxieties or fears that kids maybe face or things they go through in, in, in any age, really, yeah. from, from babies yeah. to all the way up to college? Well, um, you know, we use terminology today. We talk about anxieties. We talk about fears and uh, other things that we'll use words that really we're using a word that we're not necessarily putting it with the right definition. Yes, sir. And so we use anxiety and fear, and really, in a way, they're one and the same. Uh, But fear is the root, and anxiety is the expression of that root. Yes, sir. And so when we look at how can we help people to overcome their anxiety, really we have to get to the root of it, which is the fear. What is causing you to fear that expresses itself in anxiety? Sure. And fear being the root... Uh, it will express itself in different ways. Anxiety is one. Anxiety is this feeling of uneasiness that causes me to lose my breath. We've all heard of panic attacks, sure. anxiety attacks, yes, and people say, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Sure. And so um, anxiety is being faced with an unknown, mm-hmm. but then believing that that unknown is going to be really bad. Gotcha. Yes, okay, so I'm unsure and I'm breathless. Yeah. So how do I respond? I take matters in my own hands and try to come up with a solution. Yes, sir. But I always the solution that I come up with is always wrong. <laughs> okay, now what's the difference between anxiety and worry? Worry is the same root, fear. Mm-hmm. I'm a, there's an unknown, mm-hmm. but what do I do in worry? I don't do anything. <laughs> I just sit. Sure. I don't do yes, anything. Sir. Yes, sir. So we have to help parents and children understand what causes you to fear or go back and say, maybe when was the first time that you were afraid? Sure. And to understand also that fear is a stronghold. That's right. It's a generational curse. Yes, sir. And so that, you know, a parent may say, you know, my child is afraid. Well, could it be because you are afraid? Sure. Mm -hmm. And you've exemplified that fear. Mm -hmm. You've transferred it to your child. Yeah. And so your child is afraid because mom and dad are not sure about certain things. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the parent understanding, okay, my child is really a product of me. (laughs) Sure, sure. 
And, and and that we can see that sometimes in school, church, anywhere that, mm-hmm. and kind of like Kelly was saying, it's almost like you prepare them in the mind of of a solution or an idea rather than as a parent try not to force those fears on them before they even get there. Right. Yeah. So with the anxiety and making uh, bad choices, taking thinking that it's all on me. Uh, it, it's good for the parent and the child to come up with good solutions. That's right. Yep. You know, and one of the things we talked about earlier, uh, the, uh, you know, before you, the mm-hmm. the moment comes to talk about it. That's right. Uh, to that. even talk about, well, what are, you know, knowing that it, it's going to be a bad experience, how, how do you diffuse that? Mm-hmm. And to say, okay, do you think it's going to be good or bad? Well, it's going to be bad. Okay, so let's think about what do you what could be the worst thing that happens to you? Sure, yeah, absolutely. In that situation, right. what's sure. the worst thing? Yeah. Okay, and then saying, I don't really believe that's going to happen to you. Absolutely. What's the good things that could happen to you? There you go. Okay, I think those are the things that you're going to come away believing and seeing. Absolutely. That these are realities for you. That was that was awesome. I love it. We can just wrap That's it right. up right there. <laughs> just, exactly. Just, hey, thank you. I think it's important for parents to hear that because a lot of them might not realize that. You know, me as myself, I can remember when I was a teenager just be, always being nervous going to a new school and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the kids can face the same things, but it's mm-hmm. also good for us to mm-hmm. learn how we overcame right. our own fears right. and anxieties right. and help our kids through that too. If I could add this too, you know, I talked about earlier the dynamic of the home and we know that in most homes, uh, things are not good. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the family unit is crumbling. It's different than mm-hmm. when we were all, you sure. know, growing up. Um, but a lot of the, I think the fear comes out of the unknowns of the family. Uh, children wondering, is mom and dad going to stay together? Yes, sir. It, even if they have said, we're not, what's going to happen to me? Sure. That kind of thing. A lot of it can start from a crisis. Oh, d- that it, a does. Kid has it does. It yes. does. That's really where fear originates, mm-hmm. is out of a, a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And if not dealt with properly, it just continues to snowball. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's great to hear, okay, kind of where this fear comes from and how it can lead to anxiety and worry. But Kelly and Beth, how can we as a church not just maybe through this podcast, but other ways, how can we support these kids or how can we speak to families to let them know that, hey, we're here to help these kids overcome this? I think one of the things I love is when a parent comes to me and says, hey, they're struggling with so-and-so, so that I know that I'm aware. And we can talk to their life group leader. We can let mm-hmm. their life group leader know those things. But also, if your child is in a room and they don't know anybody in that room, come see me and I will make it so that they're comfortable. You know, if they see a teacher that they'd prefer to be with, or if there's a child that they're really close to that they're not with, we'll make them comfortable. But also we're here to pray for you. And so I just want people to know that my email is open. My phone is open. If you need prayer and your child is struggling with something, we want you to let us know so that we as a church staff can be praying for you, yeah. uh, but we are here for you. And families can know it's not just the children's ministry. We love to get the rest of the church involved right. to be praying for families and praying for kids when they mm-hmm. when they go through things. Anything else, Kelly? Well, to add on to what Beth says, anytime we have a, a visitor to come in, yes, ma'am. Uh, we immediately say, what school do you go to? That's right. Let's walk over here to the roll sheets. Do you see any children that you 
that you know, that you go to school with, that you know from your school. Right. And Ryan, because he does the, the Thursday lunches in the schools, really knows where a lot of these kids go to school. Well, do you know this child? They go to your school. How about this one? They go to your school. And that really, I think, helps the child go, okay, they're trying to help me. It helps the parent be at ease, knowing that That's we right. are attempting to integrate them uh, easily into the classroom. Yes, and uh, and also us praying for them, them coming by and saying, we're having yeah. a hard time. My mom's been really sick, mm-hmm. and I yeah. haven't been able to be at home with my kids. We can pray for that. We can we can help you with that. Right. And then just encourage the the kids too, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way. And um, I'm a retired teacher. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And many, many years ago, I had a student in my second grade class that the mom came to me and said she's having a great deal of anxiety mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to go to school because she's afraid something's going to happen to me if she's mm-hmm. not with me. Sure, sure. And so I, the mom and I talked and so what we decided on is the little girl would come to the classroom mm-hmm. early and she and I would pray together for protection for her mom. And that anxiety just sure. little by little went away. Mm-hmm. And then when she was in the fourth grade, she came back to me yes, and ma'am. said, the same thing is happening. Can I come to your room and pray with you every morning? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we want to do as a Absolutely. church. Absolutely. If right. we can help you physically in any way, if we can take it to God in any way, we want to do that. And whatever is happening in your life, and we don't have to have the dirty details, but whatever's happening, you know, we're having conflict in the home. We'll pray over that. We'll pray about that and just encourage really the the parent and the child to be at peace when they come in. And and hopefully in a way to encourage the kids when it's new for them or just coming downstairs, just just to be smiling and greeting them and, and loving on them so that they feel welcome and loved. So... One of the ways I know we do that, Phil, is, is through Scripture, and, and we all know 2 Timothy 1.7, and I believe hopefully I got it right, it was 2 Timothy 1.7, but uh, do you mind sharing that with these parents and maybe a good Scripture to uh, help equip them through you know the Spirit? We do not have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of, of love, joy, and a sound mind. Yeah. And if you got anything else up there, brother, I'd love yeah. for you to share that with them too. Right, you're correct. Um, yeah, I was, you know, there are a lot of scripture passages that deal with this issue and that's one of the things I always do is take people to the word of God that's right uh, because uh, it is our instruction but one of the passages along with that 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 I always uh, find very helpful is Philippians chapter 4 yes sir uh, verses 4 uh, through 7 there are four principles here but the scripture says rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And then it says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Yes, sir. And so the principles here I just want to share is, first of all, Embrace God's sovereignty. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. That doesn't mean you go around all the time with your hands in the air praising the Lord, (laughs) although that would be helpful. Yes, sir. But rejoice means that I have a confidence in God that he is in control of all things. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so do I believe that? 
as a parent, am I exemplifying that? Am I expressing that in my life daily mm-hmm. that I truly believe that God's in control? That's right. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, then secondly, demonstrate Christ-likeness. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Uh, as a parent, are you exemplifying a gentleness that in your situations, and I know the, the problems that a parent has will be greater than the problems a child has. Sure. Sure. A child is worried about, will they have friends? <laughs> a parent is wondering, will they be able to m- stretch next week's paycheck? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Right. Will they have a job next week? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, will they have a marriage? Will they have a home? Um, and so how the parent relates their problem, relates to their problem, will help the child to understand really that God is in control. Absolutely. Okay? And number three, avoid the deception. It says be anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's never a reason to be anxious. That's right. Paul's word says, which means that if I am anxious in any way expressing anxiety, that is the proof that I don't believe that God is sovereign. Amen. That's right. Because if I believe he's sovereign, I won't be anxious. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because he's got it. That's right. Humbling, but true. Okay. And then <laughs> and number sometimes f- hard to walk. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. The Word of God is clear, but sometimes it's yes. difficult to apply. Yes, sir. And then number four, pray and give thanks for everything. The Bible says, but in all things, pray and be full of supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So as a parent, one of the greatest things you can do with your child when they come you sense that they're uh, they're anxious let's pray that's right let's go to the sovereign god who's in control of everything and let's let's give this to him yes sir and let's let him come up to show us what we need to do and then when god provides god meets that need come back to him again with that child thanking him Mm -hmm. for being that all-controlling God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, specifically in this situation. That's right. I'm not looking forward to going to my new class. Let's pray about that. That's right. God's in control. After that Sunday experience and talking about it, Mm -hmm. aren't we thankful that God was with you? And that God provided, yes. Right. Okay. Yep. Let's yep. thank Him. There you go. Let's thank Him. Yep. Well, listen, man, that that was incredible there, and it kind of ties in some daily practices just to help parents continue to help their kids overcome this fear and and come over anxiety. Is number one is pray, mm-hmm. and parents themselves, Absolutely. not just when they're praying over the kids, but just in their daily prayer life, to ask God for deeper insight yeah. to understand that fear and how to help their kid walk through that. And another thing I thought of is is Tell your child how much they are valued, mm-hmm. how much they're valued by God, mm-hmm. how much they're loved by Him and loved by you and mm-hmm. by the people around them. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's the third thing is, is showing them how much you love them. Mm-hmm. And, every, and you kind of talked about that, you know, how it's important for the parent in the way that they behave and act towards their child daily throughout the week is important when it comes to a child's daily life themselves. So I think some daily practices, as Phil talked about, is prayer talking to them about how much value they are, and then just loving on them and, and, and filling them with that never-changing, 
powerful love of God that you have in yourself to give to them every day. So those are just a couple daily practices I want to give to you parents. So uh, just real quickly, Beth and Kelly, what is why is it important to celebrate small victories? Like Phil said, they went to the class, they came out, you said, thank you, God, for that. Why is it important to celebrate a small victory like that, a small milestone like graduating and going to a class and stuff like that? I think they've accomplished something that you do need to celebrate. They faced a fear. And I think it's very important for even the teachers in the classroom. We tell them all the time, encourage them. Mm -hmm. When they go, you know, maybe 10 minutes without getting anxious or without crying, say, you did it. You did such a good job today. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's very important just to even just celebrate just 10 minutes of not crying and being away from mom. That's true. You know, I think it's uh, yeah. very important. Yeah. And something that I learned early on with my two children mm. is I always put them to bed. I know some parents say, just go on to bed and expect the child to go to bed. And, sure. and that's not what we did at my house. Yeah. I always went into their room separately and, you know, sat on their bed, might've read a book and, talked about the day, and in that moment, before they would go to sleep and before we would say prayers, they would tell me things that they would not have told me during the day. So but they're relaxed in that moment. They're at ease with you. There's nobody, no other distractions. There's no television, no phones. And they would express fears and concerns that they had. And this went on I would do that when my kids were in middle school and even sure. the beginning of high school sure, because they need that intimate moment with a parent mm -hmm. to be able to be real and honest. And I, th I think that's where you can get a small victory because they start confiding in you right. about problems with friends, and that's when you can help them solve those things. Well, what do you think you could do? Right. Well, let's pray about that. When we say our prayers, let's pray about that. You know, your friend's upset with you. Let's pray about that. Mm -hmm. What should you have done differently? An opportunity for teaching your child how to navigate life, sure. but also we're always going to go to God and pray about it and ask mm -hmm. him to intervene on our behalf or give us wisdom and insight. That's right. And I love that. So just to kind of wrap this up, parents, and what we can learn from any milestones or past things is just always be patient. You know, if, if we as a parent overreact or get unpatient with our kids when it comes to just the small things that they might go through that seems small to us, but it's big to them, what's going on in their mind and what they might be experiencing. We should always be patient with them, be on their level, walk them through this, love on them, share God's love to them, and uh, just continue to pray for them and celebrate this small victory that they celebrate. So to uh, go back to overcoming fears and anxieties, it, it just goes back to God. It goes back to his unchanging love and his grace that he poured upon us. And may we also do the same, treat others the way we'd want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And so may if, if your kid's going through a fear or an anxiety, look, look to maybe see what's going on in your own life as a parent and then how you can help your child through maybe something that um, has been placed upon your family or something that you're going through to help yourself walk through that. So uh, hopefully prayer is an important part of your home and uh, scripture is an important part of your home, but most importantly, God is first and foremost in y'all's lives. So the greatest way to overcome fear and anxiety is God and God alone. So, Amen. And uh, Amen. we are honored to share that with y'all, and I thank each and every one of you for spending this time with these parents. So uh, 
Like Beth said, if you need anything, just find her email and her phone number. <laughs> and she will she'll you hope overcome it. So thank you guys so much. Y'all have a great rest of the day and we'll see you at the next podcast. All right. <laughs>